Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. Lost in Eros, Book 2, The Forest Part 12 By Bradenton Larry Don stood up, tucked himself back into his pants, and rearranged his clothing. Only now, seeing Daphne's own disheveled and battered state, did he remember that he was covered in sweat and blood. He was about to ask how they were supposed to get out of this room, when a rope ladder was dropped down from the open ceiling. When they climbed up to rejoin Shalonda, Nicole and the sisters, Don was unsurprised to see that the women were succumbing to the tendency to friskiness that ruled this world. Women were making out and fondling each other all over the place. None of it was particularly intense, though, and the re-emergence of Don and Daphne was noticed at once. Very quickly all the playing ceased, and the sisters disentangled themselves. Bridget, her face still bloody from her nose, came forward, nodded to them and promptly dropped to one knee, bowing her head. Not quite at once, and sometimes a bit grudgingly, the rest of the sisterhood took a knee around Don. Only Daphne, Nicole and Shalonda didn't explicitly kneel to his authority. You honor me by your submission, sisters, Don said in a loud voice. You have fought well, and there is no shame in this defeat. Shalonda stepped up and handed him his staff. Don smiled at her and then turned to Daphne and said simply, Our friend. Daphne nodded and said to Bridget, Go fetch the pup. Bridget got up at once and went, while Don had to suppress a smirk and a chuckle. He tried to be serious as he asked Daphne, the pup. Daphne nodded, That must be your friend. We didn't bother asking her name. You have to earn your place here, and she needed to be housebroken. Don couldn't help laughing at this. Then he asked, so, how's that going for you? Daphne smiled and began to answer when Bridget came back much sooner than expected. The blonde was followed by a naked waif of a brunette, who seemed rather distraught. Bridget didn't say anything until she came close enough to Don and Daphne that what she said wouldn't be overheard by more than a few people. Then she whispered, she seems to have run away. Run away? Daphne seemed confused at the very possibility. This girl was coming to find me, Bridget explained. Apparently, Tasha climbed out a window some time before Don arrived. Don smiled broadly. I should have realized Tasha wouldn't need to be rescued. Daphne saw his smile and said, there is reason for concern. Your friend is no fighter and there is some danger in the woods. What kind of danger? Nicole asked. Daphne didn't answer immediately, but said to Bridget, get everyone who isn't injured organized into search parties. Then, 
Once Bridget had nodded and turned away, Daphne said to Don and the others, there is a dangerous creature that lives in the forest. We call it the bull. Chapter 13. The bull, Tusha has charms to soothe the savage beast. Tusha had almost no experience with large animals. She hadn't grown up on a farm or anything. All she could think was that she shouldn't make any aggressive or fast moves. She was glad she didn't have a red cape or anything, but then realized that she didn't even know if that made any sense. Maybe bulls just had poor vision, so bullfighters used the bright color to draw their attention. Of course, it was likely that none of this really mattered, since, clearly, this was no ordinary bull. Sure, it had the head of a dark brown bull, with large, dangerous-looking horns. Its big dark eyes were watching Tusha carefully. It had a thick bovine neck, covered with proper bull fur, or was it hair on cows? At the shoulders though, everything changed. From there on down, well, until the thighs, the bull had the body of a big, muscular man, also dark brown, though hairier than she had ever seen a black man's body. His thighs started out human, but transitioned strangely into the legs of a sturdy bull, complete with hooves. How he managed to balance effectively on those feet, was a puzzle she set aside for the moment. Tusha held still as the bull, or, more properly, the minotaur, took a few steps toward her, moving further into the sunlit clearing. Tusha was not surprised to see that it had a large cock between its legs. She guessed that the minotaur was two meters tall at the shoulder, but couldn't work out exactly how tall it was altogether, counting the head and horns, particularly since the broad neck bent forward. It had very broad shoulders and superb musculature to support that heavy cranium and those big horns. It looked at her carefully, perhaps wondering why she didn't run off. Tasha was wondering that herself. As it looked at her, its hand moved to its cock. Tasha's eyes followed the motion and noticed that he was getting hard looking at her naked body. She caught herself smiling at the thought and wondered if there were any she-minotaurs in the neighborhood. Maybe that's why he's got a bad reputation, she thought. She decided to try communicating with him. In her sweetest voice she said, have you been chasing the girls with that big cock of yours? The minotaur blew a little air out of its nose, as if it was laughing, and then Tusha was sure he nodded his big head a little. She decided, or decided to assume, he wasn't going to charge her and kill her, so she stood up. She considered the creature's now hard sex. It was as thick as the player's, but not quite as long. The sight of it was already making Tusha's pussy wet. I'm not going to run away, she said. The minotaur cocked his head to the side, as if he was trying to work out what Tusha was up to. Moving slowly and carefully, Tusha stepped across the little stream and approached the big male, who towered over her. She found herself unmistakably aroused at the minotaur's undeniably masculine physique and generous equipment. After her time with the satyrs she was well past thinking of these human-animal hybrids from classical mythology as being too alien for sexual congress. In spite of Nina's concerns he didn't seem in the slightest bit like a predator in any meaningful sense. He looked down at her with those deep brown eyes, and Tasha tried to imagine what he was thinking. If he's like everything else around here, she thought, the XYZ has him completely horny. What about it, big fella? She said in her soft voice, have all the girls been too afraid of you to help you out with that? The minotaur snorted what she took to be affirmation. Tasha reached out and ran her hand lightly over his chest. The hair was surprisingly soft, 
and his muscles were hard under his flesh. She moved her hand up to caress the sinews of his big neck, then down along his firm bicep. When she reached his big hand, she lifted it, a little surprised at how heavy it was. Tasha brought it up to her face and brushed her cheek against the furry back of the hand, and then placed it on naked breast. The Minotaur breathed in and began to caress her with a surprisingly gentle touch. Tasha had been a bit worried that he would be too rough and strong for her, but he seemed quite capable of controlling himself, at least for now. As her body quickened under the bullman's touch, Tasha reached out and up to trace her fingertips over the end of his large prick. Due to his greater height, the base was as high as her upper belly, and the length put the head about level with her collarbone. She bent her head down and kissed the tip of it. She reached up with her other hand and began to move both hands up and down his length. She couldn't get her fingers around it entirely, but she did her best. In any case, she loved having the hard shaft of flesh in her grasp. Tasha began to kiss the head repeatedly, and then opened her mouth wide to get it past her lips. She bobbed her head a bit on him, enjoying having the meaty organ filling her mouth. Given her newfound mission to see how much she could do with her body, Tasha was quite determined to get this beautiful thing inside her. Her hands moved down to caress his big, full balls as she ran her tongue over his cockhead slit. She found some salty sweet precum there and smiled happily up at those big brown eyes. It sure is big, she said, and so hard. Do you want to fuck me with it? The nod was unmistakable this time. Tasha laughed and said, good, but you have to promise to be gentle with me. You can do that, can't you? He nodded again. Okay, but how are we going to do this? Tasha looked around the clearing. There was a low rise that looked like it might be of use, but Tasha thought the best option was probably the simplest. She looked around for something she could stand on. She saw a good-sized rock near the stream and said, can you pick that up and put it over there near that tree? The Minotaur snorted, almost derisively, and quickly moved over and picked up the big rock, as if it was a big bag of groceries. He took it over to where Tasha stood pointing. Put it right here, she said. When it was in place, she stood on it, facing the tree. She was about a foot higher now. Tasha leaned forward, bracing her hands on the sturdy tree trunk. The rock was big enough that she could spread her feet out on it some, which she then did. Tasha looked over her shoulder and said, How's that? As if he couldn't believe his luck. The Minotaur carefully reached out to touch Tasha's naked butt. When she didn't scream or run away, he moved in closer, and she felt his thick cock against the crack between her cheeks. Tasha pushed back against him, looked over her shoulder and said, Well, don't keep a girl waiting, big fella. There was another low bovine snort, and then she felt him pushing himself down between her legs. He must be bending his knees to get the angle right, she thought, and then the big, Fat head was pressed against her eager and very wet lips. Then he was pushing into her, and she felt like it was too much for her to take, but only for a moment. Then all Tasha could think was how good it felt to have her pussy filled with that thick cock. She pushed back against him, making the Minotaur completely fill her. God, that's good, she exclaimed. His big, broad hands grasped her around the waist, almost closing around her, and he began to work in and out of her. Yes, that feels so good. Tasha almost yelled. Fuck me. The Minotaur was soon grunting as his massive phallus plundered Tasha's tight, wet pussy. She felt his hot breath on the top of her head. 
For a moment Tasha imagined the scene, as if someone else were seeing it, her tiny body being fucked by this huge thing with a bull's head. She would have reached down to play with her clit, but she needed to keep both hands on the tree to keep her balance. She wished there was someone there to see this preposterous and incredibly hot scene. Now that looks like fun, said a familiar voice from off to Tasha's left. Tasha looked and was completely surprised to see Amy standing in the clearing watching her and the bull. She was wearing a cute khaki explorer's outfit, with a button short sleeve shirt and cargo shorts. She was even wearing hiking boots. There were a lot of things crowding around in Tasha's mind, none of which were adequate to the occasion of Amy's sudden appearance. At the forefront, though, was oh good. He didn't get scared off. He's still fucking me. So, Tasha decided to go with that thought and respond directly to what Amy had said. Oh yeah, it is, she grinned. Are you just going to stand there and watch? That doesn't sound like me, does it? Amy laughed and quickly began to shed her clothes. Tasha turned her attention back to the vigorous fucking she was getting, and pushed herself back on the minotaur's stiff prick. She found herself eager to feel him filling her with his cum. Then she felt Amy's hands on her body. The sexy blonde had stripped and was now between Tasha and the tree trunk, kissing Tasha's breasts. Amy's fingers moved down along Tasha's belly, dancing lightly over the pink and red scrapes from Tasha's descent from the trees, and quickly began to play with her clit. In mere moments, Tasha was coming, crying out and shaking as waves of ecstasy washed over her. As she came, she continued to push back against the minotaur's hard body. Then, when she was coming down, she felt that beautiful cock inside her swelling even more, and then it was pumping hot, sweet come up inside her. Oh God, yes, yes, Tasha moaned and then began to come again. She sagged between Amy and her minotaur lover, tears running down her cheeks and a happy grin plastered on her face. Wow, Amy breathed as she hugged Tasha's naked and sweaty body to her full breast. Can I have a turn? Tasha laughed and said, I'm sure he'd like that. She looked over her shoulder, saying, How about it, big fella, do you want to fuck my pretty friend here? The large, horned head nodded emphatically. The minotaur immediately pulled out of Tasha with an audible sucking sound. Hey, hey. Tasha cried. Take it easy there. We're not going to run away on you, and it's just rude to abandon a girl so abruptly. The minotaur made some almost articulate sounds that Tasha chose to interpret as an apology. Amy was helping Tasha keep her balance as she stepped off the fucking stone when Tasha saw that there was what looked like a fancy, large area rug in the clearing, with what looked like a backpack or satchel on it. She went ahead and asked, what's that? Oh, that's the flying carpet, Amy said. The wizard lent it to us so we could come rescue you. Um, okay. Where's everyone else, then? They are at the castle. Don's fighting the sisters, that's the right word, right? Don's fighting them to make them release you, Amy explained. Tasha laughed, of course he is. She was suddenly both worried about Don's safety and charmed by his foolhardy attempt to be the dashing hero. A number of ideas suggested themselves to her in fairly quick succession, but the one that seemed most pertinent was that there was pleasure to be attended to here in the forest. Can you make that thing hover in place? When Amy answered that she was pretty sure she could, Tasha gave her directions and soon the carpet was floating at just the right height and Amy was lying on her back upon it, with her butt on the edge and her legs spread. Tasha, 
still standing on the ground, leaned in and ran her tongue over Amy's exposed pussy. Um, delicious, Tasha pronounced, and already very wet. Want me to go down on you, or have our friend fuck you? Oh, can't I have both? Amy asked. She was already running her hands over her tits, squeezing and pulling at her hard nipples. Can you wait, boy? Tasha asked over her shoulder with a smile. She took the minotaur's snort as a yes, and promptly bent back down to run her tongue up between Amy's moist lips, scooping up the sweet nectar with the end of her tongue. Oh, that feels so good, Amy murmured. Tasha lapped her tongue over Amy's clit, making the woman shudder and whimper. Tasha began to lick at Amy's clit while moving her hand up so that she could push two, then three fingers up inside her pussy. Knowing that the minotaur's cock was easily as big around as her hand when it was squeezed together, Tasha decided Amy could do with the full treatment. Tasha kept licking Amy's clit as she worked her fourth finger into her wet and grasping pussy. Amy gasped and shuddered, but relaxed her vagina to accept the extra intrusion and even pushed back, encouraging Tasha. The floating carpet held its position well, Tasha thought, as she fucked her four fingers in and out of Amy's cunt. Licking steadily at the clit in front of her, Tasha withdrew her fingers, clustered them together with her thumb and proceeded to push into Amy's pussy until her entire hand was inside the beautiful woman, who was now writhing on the carpet, clutching her breasts and moaning aloud. Tasha kept pumping her hand in and out of Amy, whose juices were flowing freely, running slowly down Tasha's arm. All the while, Tasha continued licking and now sucking at Amy's clit. Tasha now realized that she wanted to be fisted by Amy, Shalonda or Nicole in the very near future maybe they could take turns. Then, Amy was coming, loud, long and hard. Tasha held her hand still, deep inside Amy's clenching vagina, and sucked on her clit as Amy enthusiastically and vocally rode out her intense orgasm. When Amy collapsed back down on the carpet, her full breasts rising and falling as she caught her breath Tasha slowly withdrew her sopping, slippery hand, turned to the Minotaur, and said, she's all yours, big fella. The Minotaur, whose erection had never done more than slightly subside, moved forward quickly to take Tasha's place between Amy's thighs. Amy smiled up at him as he pushed the big, fat head of his phallus slowly into her waiting pussy. Oh, yes. Amy said with a grin. That feels great. Fuck me with that big cock. The Minotaur didn't hesitate, and proceeded to push the rest of his massive organ into Amy's willing pussy. The carpet didn't budge, as he began to fuck steadily in and out of her. Amy encouraged the Minotaur with a steady stream of happy grunts and moans. Tasha clambered up on the carpet, got on her hands and knees and gave Amy a long, deep kiss, sharing the sweet taste of pussy. Tasha loved the sight of Amy's nice round tits jiggling back and forth, as she was fucked steadily. She moved to get her mouth on one of those luscious boobs, but Amy stopped her, saying, sit on my face, Tasha. I want to lick you. More than happy to oblige, Tasha quickly straddled Amy's head, facing the minotaur, so she could watch him fucking Amy. She lowered herself down until she felt Amy's mouth and tongue on her pussy and clit. Amy proceeded to lick the minotaurs come out of Tasha, while her chin pressed against Tasha's clit. Wriggling a little in delight, Tasha noticed that the minotaur's horns were just over her head, and just the right distance apart. She reached up and took hold of them, using them to hold herself in place over Amy's mouth. In this way the three of them formed a triangle, 
connected at Amy's mouth and Tasha's pussy, Tasha's hands and the Minotaur's horns, and the Minotaur's huge cock and Amy's pussy. Like this they swayed and worked together, each of them getting closer and closer to orgasmic release. Tasha found the sight of that enormous cock sliding in and out of Amy to be incredibly erotic, in part, because she was having a hard time with the fact that her own tiny little body had taken that thing in so wonderfully well. She swayed there, between Amy's talented tongue and the Minotaur's horns, watching Amy's beautiful pale and perfectly curved body getting plundered by this mythical beast with its dark, monstrous cock, and remembered that that same thing had just a short while ago had fucked her as vigorous and filled her with its thick, sweet cum, which Amy now had so eagerly licked and sucked out of her. Oh, fuck. Tasha sighed. Then she cried out as she came again, pushing down on Amy's mouth as the explosion of delight swept over her in intense, fiery waves. She held on to the bull's horns as she shook and shuddered. Then Amy and the Minotaur were coming, moaning and grunting loudly in the clearing. Tasha managed to get off Amy's face without taking her eyes off the image of the two bodies coupling in passionate carnal union. As Amy shuddered through the tail end of her orgasm, she moaned, oh, that was wonderful. Tasha smiled down at her friend and leaned down to give her a long kiss, enjoying the taste of herself on Amy's mouth. After a moment, Amy sighed and Tasha looked down to see that the Minotaur had pulled out of Amy's pussy. There was a long rope of white cum hanging between the head of his cock and Amy. Yum! Tasha exclaimed and quickly crawled to the edge of the carpet. She caught hold of the Minotaur's hip and urged him closer. When he obliged, she sucked the head of his cock halfway into her mouth, simultaneously getting a mouthful of delicious cum and getting her face covered with the stuff. After sucking down several good swallows of jizz from the Minotaur's cock, Tasha lowered her mouth to Amy's messy cunt and began to suck and lick up every bit of Minotaur cum she could find. Amy happily encouraged Tasha, even to the point of gently rolling the both of them over into a 69, with Amy on top, so every drop of the mingled Minotaur's juice and her own would run down into Tasha's mouth and onto her face. Of course, Amy also took the opportunity to go back to licking Tasha, this time directly concentrating on her clit. While they were engaged with each other like this, they were very close to hanging off the edge of the floating carpet. The Minotaur, who apparently felt left out, took advantage of this situation and came back over to press the head of his big, brown cock between Amy's legs, between Amy's pussy and Tasha's mouth. With a little help from Tasha and the Minotaur, Amy adjusted her hips so he could enter her again, while Tasha could continue licking Amy's clit. Tasha lay there on her back, having her pussy and clit licked by Amy, who was being fucked from behind by a big man bull, while Tasha was herself tying Amy's clit and the underside of the beast's hard shaft. It didn't take much of this before Amy was coming again for the third time. Tasha followed soon after, gasping and moaning underneath Amy. Then, to Tasha's surprise, the Minotaur was coming again as well. His cock swelled in front of her eyes and she watched as he pumped come up into Amy. Of course, there wasn't enough room for all that come, so it spilled out around that big cock down onto Tasha's face and into her eager mouth. She tried to catch it all, but when he pulled out of Amy, very slowly, a flood of the sticky, delicious stuff ran out into her mouth and all over her face. Laughing, Tasha did her best to lick Amy clean, but it was no use, there was just too much, and it was all over the place. Amy moved around so that she could help Tasha out, 
licking and sucking up as much of the cum as she could, or helping scoop it up for Tusha to slurp down. When they were as done as they were likely to get, the two women sat up and noticed the Minotaur was standing by, watching them. His cock was now, finally, deflated. I like your friend, Amy grinned. Can we keep him? He certainly does have some good qualities, doesn't he? Tasha smiled. Then, as she hopped off the carpet, she asked the Minotaur, do you have something like a club? You know, a big stick you could use to knock things around. He looked back at her in apparent confusion, so she looked around for a moment, found a good-sized stick and showed him what she had in mind. He seemed to understand and headed off into the forest. We better get cleaned up before he comes back with another hard-on, Tusha laughed. As she dropped off the carpet, Amy said, Oh, that reminds me, I have your clothes with me. Clothes, Tusha said as she stepped into the cold water of the stream, I remember those. While they washed the sweat and come off, Amy said, I was supposed to just fly around the area out of sight for a while, and then go back to see if the others needed help, but then I saw you and your friend. Well, we better go see if we can help them out, Tusha smiled. Those women are bad asses and probably have Don tied up and whipped or something already. By the time they had pulled their clothes on over their damp bodies, the Minotaur had returned, carrying what looked like the trunk of a small tree. Can we leave that carpet here? Tasha asked. I think so, Amy nodded. It's only supposed to move where I tell it to. That's convenient. Tasha tried to explain to the Minotaur that she wanted it to follow her and help her out if needed. He seemed to understand all of this to some extent, and fell in behind her as Tasha led him and Amy back toward the castle. Walking on the ground, and without worrying much at all about being quiet, they made good time through the forest. When they came to the crumbling stone wall, Tusha led them around until they came to the clearing in front of the castle's gate. It looked like someone had made a mess out of the ground there in front of the castle, and Tusha naturally feared the worst for Don and the others. In front of the gate were two sentinels women who took one look at the minotaur behind Tusha, gaped for a second, and then bolted inside. Okay, let's hope the rest of them are as scared as they were, Tusha said grimly. Stay close. Tusha knew that the sisters could probably gang up on the bull and bring him down, but it would be a costly victory, and she was hoping they would be too freaked about his sudden appearance at her side to actually fight. She was counting on the elements of surprise and fear to carry the day so that they could get Don, Shalonda and Nicole, and get the hell out of there before the sisters had time to collect their wits. With all this in mind, Tusha led her little trio with the big stick into the courtyard of the castle. She wasn't surprised to see the sisters all gathered their arm to the teeth and looking at her and the Minotaur with alarm. They were all scrambling to get as far away from the bull as they possibly could. Their bogeyman was probably bigger and scarier in real life, and not only had those dangerous horns, but was wielding a huge club. She also expected to be confronted by the indomitable Daphne and Bridget. What Tusha had not been expecting, though, was seeing Don at the head of these women. He stood there confidently, his staff held lightly in his hand. He was a bit bloody, and seemed to have the beginnings of a black eye, but he was smiling at her with obvious ease. Also obvious, was the fact that both Daphne and Bridget were standing behind him, looking to him for leadership. Hi Tasha, we were just coming out to look for you, he said. And I was just coming to rescue you, she said, but obviously you don't need it. 
and neither do you, he laughed. Then Don dropped his staff, and caught her in his arms as she rushed across the courtyard. She hugged him tightly, and reveled in having his warm embrace around her. She hadn't really appreciated how much she had missed him until that moment. Finally, they were together again. To be continued. By Bradenton Larry for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.